0: You know what? You're right. We got this. I like that you did. You gave us an A, B, and a C, and then you gave us a D for that last one as well. I did. I'm curious to see which one people just heard. I know. Me too. What is up, people of the world? Welcome to We Got
1: This with Mark and Hal. You know what we do. Mark, (laughs) this is one you brought. You saw the toys that made America on CNN. You're watching it. Don't – I I thought – I literally, right before we started this, I was like, don't bring this part up. It's fun. We can bring stuff to the table. We're the hosts. We're allowed to decide things. Like, you can go like, hey, I'm curious about this. It got me thinking. Like, I know, but we crowdsource our things. Yeah, we do. We do. That's true. We we depend on you heavily, people of the world, for topics. That's true. But I also think, like, the thing of this show – I'm figuring it out after 900 years – is, like, the same conversation you'd have if we were sitting – in a bar, if it was your choice, or a diner, if it was mine, and just mm. having conversation, you would probably say, "Hey, are you watching that show, The Toys That Made Us?" I would go, "No, I haven't watched it, but it's on my list." This is and Toys That Built say, America on toys that uh, built History. America, Fault. that's right. Yeah. Sorry, the Toys That Built America. My mistake. See, I don't. Know. I That's how you can tell I haven't watched it. And you would be like, "Hey, they did a whole thing on wham and all the things they made. What do you think the best wham product is?" And then that would launch us into. The conversation you're about to hear right now. So this is a a true Southern California company founded by two USC students. This is, this is, do you know how Southern California this company is?
0: I mean, it covers pretty much every exit off of every freeway that I've seen. We're going to El Monte. We're going Mm -hmm. to San Gabriel. We're going to Downey. We're going Mm -hmm. to the beach. We're going all over. Mm -hmm. I was thinking this earlier. I was like, this is how Southern California this is. They're El Monte a uh, factory where they would manufacture all of their stuff they sold it in 1987 to another legendary southern california company and that is hoi fong i believe it's called mm-hmm. the inventors of rooster sauce or sriracha so i was like this is as socal as it gets but yeah so i watched this show i fell in love with wamo and these two guys uh spud and rich and then i did a deep internet dive and i found some bonkers stories about some of the products that they have had a hand in. Now, a lot of these, most of
1: these, they did not invent. No, but when I think of them, mm-hmm. I think of a Holy Trinity, and I think there are a few more in here, because I didn't realize the Super Bowl was a whammo, because oh, yeah, another big one. For me, the Holy Trinity is the Frisbee, the hula hoop, and the slip and slide. Yeah. Uh But they made some in the 80s when we were kids, too, Hal.
0: They came mm-hmm. out with some uh some fun stuff. Do you remember the oh shoot hold on I, I wrote everything down on one thing is it that octopus
1: then, with the where it sprays
0: the water everywhere that is the water wiggle and yes that is one of their products <laughs> <We> have, <laughs> these guys have made so much they have thrown things at the wall to see what would stick and some of them have stuck and some of them have dramatically not stuck including the live fish which mm-hmm. they got they got in on the uh the sea monkeys craze with just Hey, here's some freeze dried mud with really resilient fish eggs inside it. Get this wet and you'll have fish. Like it's the stuff they did is bonkers, but it makes sense that Whammo would be throwing things at the wall because that is how Whammo got their name. Do you know this uh, story of how Whammo got their name? No, please tell me. The original idea for these guys was they wanted to go into falconry. And the way they were the way they were going to train their falcons. I know this is this whole thing is just bonkers. Please
1: please tell me before you tell me, just let me guess. Is it by throwing them at walls that they discovered (laughs) that the falcons went whammo and then never woke up? And they were like, we should make toys. We're not good with birds. We're not good with birds.
0: Also, birds have wings. We don't need to throw them anywhere. (laughs) No, the whammo sound was it was from the sound of something splatting against the wall, but it was the sound of meatballs splatting against the wall when they used their newfangled slingshot that they invented, uh, not invented, but perfected the whammo sportsman slingshot, uh, which was not called that at the time. It was just a slingshot that they were using in their falconry business to launch meatballs. And to test their target skills, they would shoot meatballs at a target with a slingshot, and the sound that they made when they landed was whammo. Um, Nobody was interested. Hold
1: on. Sorry. Yeah. We got back up. We have to talk about this. So the idea is I'm training a falcon. Yeah. He's got the little cap on so he can't see. He's just chilling. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Everybody trains a falcon to fly away and come back. But I'm going to train my falcon. Like a dog, like yeah. instead of catching a ball, I'm going to launch a meatball in the air, take the cap off at the same time and go Celsius flying. And then it goes <laughs> and tries to catch the meatball before
0: it hits the ground. Uh Yes, because one of the things that in falconry, it turns out one of the other skills aside from flying from point A to point B is diving. And Mm -hmm. it was diving that they would use these meatballs for, which, dare I ask why the target accuracy of a meatball matters at all if you're trying to teach (laughs) them how to dive. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was just these two doofuses, Rich and Spud, shooting meatballs at a wall with a slingshot. But the falconry (laughs) failed,
1: and... (laughs) when your names are rich and spud yeah exactly. first of all you should have a morning show you shouldn't be dealing with falcons or toys hey everybody rich and spud (laughs) in the morning 103.1 that was (laughs) you do make a great point if your goal is for the meatball to be on the ground it really doesn't matter where you fire it it will exactly on the ground eventually also can you approximate for me Mm -hmm. in your best michael winslow-esque fashion Uh uh-huh the sound of a meatball Hitting the wall. I'm seriously. I want you yeah. to try and recreate it, and I'll try and
0: do it too. You go first. All right. I'm going to say. I'm going to do the whole process of the uh the launch, from launch to. Uh, to... Okay.
1: Okay. Here's mine. This okay. is just when it hits. Neither of those sound anything like whammo, right? Oh wait. Oh oh oh. Sorry,
0: mine was not accurate. Hold on a second.
1: Whammo. There it is. That's exactly, that's correct.
0: <laughs> well, this was 1949. And in 1949, comic books, this was, they got it also from the comic book sound effects. It doesn't mm. say snicked when claws come out of my hands either, but
1: there's a mm. shorthand that the comic book world uses. It's at least closer to the noise than whammo. Yeah. It just feels like, uh, you, and here's the other thing with whammo. You bring up their, they're doing the live fish. Mm-hmm. That they as a company have adapted and helped to, uh, like the hula hoop was, it was like they were on a train trend that already existed. Frisbees were born from a pie company where Yale students would throw the tins upside down across the quad and yeah. there's the Frisbee pie company. So when they threw them, instead of saying four, they would yell Frisbee so that mm-hmm. people knew to get out of the way.
0: Yeah. So these were the, yeah, these guys are more marketing masters than, uh, then toy genius manufacturers, because what would happen is as soon as they uh as you know, they had this. It feels like everything just kind of happened upon these guys. They were doing falconry and someone said, tell me about that slingshot. I'd rather buy that. They got hit in the head with a plastic flying saucer disc that was the predecessor to the Frisbee, that was the Frisbee pie tins became the flying saucer disc created by uh, another guy who sold the rights to Spud and Rich and of his thing that he had changed from the flying saucer to the Pluto platter. Mm-hmm. Cause why not? Uh It was, it was a spacey time. It was the fifties. Um Have you ever seen an old ad for wham from before they started making the Frisbee? No. Before Whammo was making toys, they were basically, did you ever get Boys Life magazine growing up? I was in Cub Scouts, so I got Boys Life magazine.
1: No, I did not. The, The closest I got was like reading highlights for children at a doctor's office. I don't know if highlights had this, but there was
0: always that page in the back and it was a little, it was usually just a little corner of the magazine or a corner of a magazine page from the Abracadabra company. And they were the company, their ads were always in black and white. They always looked like they'd been mimeographed and were a 100 years old. And they sold things like Mystic Smoke from Fingers and, you know what I mean, like that plastic that you could blow, bubbles and all that stuff. That's what Whammo's old ads looked like. But they looked like, but everything that they were advertising was products that would be purchased by the kid that your parents told you to stay away from. Like, it was all like, hey, kid, do you want to buy a bow and arrow, some throwing stars, and a twenty-two? Mm-hmm. Like, it was yeah. just weapons for children. Yes. But luckily, they got out of the weapons for children game, jumped in with the Frisbee in 57, uh the Hula Hoop craze in 58. We'll talk about each of these individually, but I'm just going to go through some of their highlights. Sure. Frisbee 57, Hula Hoop 58, Slip and Slide 61, Super ball 64. A recent product that we talked about on this show, the boogie board in 1971, yeah. silly string in 1972, and in a whole bunch of these just bonkers products that never went anywhere. Oh, the brand name hacky sack is theirs too. They popularized mm-hmm. the foot bag. They named it the hacky sack. And uh, I was say I thought hacky sack there. was whammo. Yeah, Did you ever hacky sack? I loved Hacky Sack. Sure. We used call, of course, I went to theater school, a bunch of theater kids standing around running lines while kicking a Hacky Sack around.
1: We would do it at my school, like high school, at my hippy dippy liberal school. Of course Quaker you did. School. We would what do uh, it school. Yes. <laughs> Alex Friends
0: School. No, Hal and his friends. Wasn't that the name? Hal and was? Friends School. Yes. Hal that's and right. Friends School. Yeah like yeah. Garfield and friends.
1: Mhm. That's how and friends. It's time for your classes cuz
0: everyone's <laughs> going to gym. <laughs> but do you know which ones they came up with in our lifetimes? Two of my favorites that we will get to, but do you remember Water Wiggler? The Water Wiggler was before us. That was back that was in the 60s. Was before us? Oh, the Water Wiggler was yeah. Do you think that mm. that could have made it through the uh <laughs> through the regulations of toys that happened in the 80s? That was literally just Hey, let's attach a plastic bullet to the end of whatever your strongest fire hose is. Okay, kids, run around and don't get hit.
1: It's like dodgeball, but with a whip. Now you just put the thing in the octopus and then the arms go around. It doesn't whip a bullet at you. It just goes like...
0: (laughs) Oh, I was thinking of a different thing. No, this isn't the one that sprays water. This is, it does spray water, but it's... The Start water wigglers. Yeah, it's basically, you know, when you see a firefighter and they're mm-hmm. a little bit too small for the hose that they're using and mm-hmm. it just whips around like crazy. That was what the water wiggler was. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm thinking
1: of something else. Yeah.
0: We were thinking of a different thing. Crazy dangerous. That may crazy not be dangerous. Whammo.
1: Probably is. Probably, Probably is. I is. think it is wammo.
0: The splatter up. We had a splatter up when I was a kid and I loved the splatter up. I don't know imagine, what that is. imagine T ball connected to a hose. And instead of a pole for the tee, it was a stream of water and a wiffle ball. So what the pitcher would do is the pitcher had a pedal that would control the water level. So the batter is standing in front of the ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was one of those things that worked. For some reason, you would look at that, you'd be like, there's no way that thing works. That thing worked beautifully. And my favorite thing in the world was to be the pitcher of that. Because imagine if a baseball, if your job in swinging and hitting a baseball, the obstacle in your way isn't how fast it's coming at you or the angle. It's the up and down that the pitcher is controlling this ridiculous ball. So you're swinging at it like a pinata. I like it. It's so fun. That and the, uh sup- originally called the super turtle, or sorry, flying turtle, later renamed the roller racer.
1: Oh, the one that you sit on and go and you like the front, you kind of wiggle your butt to go yeah. around. It's a wide
0: bicycle seat with skateboard wheels on the bottom and a mm-hmm. uh, bicycle handle.
1: Yeah. And we used to
0: go turtling in Nashville with my friends and turtling involved. It, this is when we were in late high school. In the middle of the night, I'm sure I've told you about this before. You have. Yeah. We would lay down on a turtle and just go crazy fast downhills. In the middle of mm-hmm. the night with a car driving behind you with headlights.
1: Was that because you had all just watched Flatliners and thought there's got to be a more fun way to do this? Yeah. Than sitting on a table and being brought back by paddles? <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Why don't we just uh roller race down this hill? It's cool. We had on uh winter hats that we called helmets. So, um, so let's dive into some of these, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your rela- You were You have a deeper relationship with the Frisbee than I do.
1: What is my relation? I'm a cousins with the boogie board. <laughs> Jennifer, her uncle is the hula hoop. <laughs> and no, I, yes, I love Frisbees. I have a lot of Frisbee golf guy, frisbee. a Frisbee, ultimate Frisbee uh, yeah, guy. Disc golf is completely different. Like there's a Frisbee golf where you just go like, I just have to hit that pole. Disc golf is completely separate. That's more, there's a company called Innova That's kind of like the major disc golf company. So mm-hmm. I, I'll take that out of it. Cause it's completely oh, okay. different and you learn like a slightly different set of skills, but this is the basket with the chain. Yes, that is the basket with the chain mm-hmm. with frisbees. We were tossing and catching them around when I was very young. When my father started his business, I was like six years old and they had promotional frisbees. I still have one somewhere with the, they would like the cheaper kind of like domed yeah. one instead of like the perfect. You really want that perfect like lip underneath and stuff, but oh, we yeah. we're always throwing, catching frisbees and. Then we played ultimate frisbee when I was in high school for a lot of high school. So I love frisbees; they're really fun at the beach. Yeah, I'm it's a huge fun to frisbee play fan. with in general. It's amazing that something that really became like a hot trend in the 50s, 50s mm-hmm. early, that it's still something popular and has just become. You know, it's, there's never going to be a frisbee craze again, most likely. Like there was, we just but don't it have... never really went away, did it? it exactly. Like there was a, there was a
0: craze. It was just like. Hey, here's a new version of the simplest version of sports is, uh, I'm going to try to get this object from me to you yeah. and you're going to get in the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but- there's the ball, the football, and then the frisbee feels like the next cool natural evolution of that.
1: I don't think there's any toy mm-hmm. that can have the impact that toys did pre internet. Cause now everything is so fractured that it works in levels. Like if something appeals to kids, and teens, and adults, it's a very, very big deal and super rare. But when something is marketed and it becomes like a cultural craze, mm-hmm. as hula hooping was, even though it was not Polynesian, it was stolen from Australian exercise equipment. Yeah. Bamboo-based Australian yeah. exercise equipment. But the Frisbee, like you said, it's gone from a craze to a staple. When mm-hmm. you are going to the beach and you get just that collection of beach things, that Frisbee is yeah. important. Everybody... Most people who edit any Frisbees would have a lot of them, and it would include a glow-in-the-dark Frisbee for night. They would yeah. have little Frisbees, big Frisbees, different weights, like some that are for Ultimate when you get into that kind of thing. Some that are better for the beach because they're a little heavier so they can withstand the winds. So yeah. it's really like it is a staple that has adapted over time to just continue to be there. I think it'll always be there for the reason you state. It's the simplest version of playing is let's play catch. Because you can do it with a rock, you can do it with a shell, you can do it with a frisbee, you can do it with a super ball and bounce it back
0: and forth. I trying to play catch with a super ball is that feels like a fool's errand
1: because they're designed to go everywhere. Well, you're supposed to do it a super is get a super ball into a narrow highway and hallway rather highway. Yeah, how can I? You get you get in this house right now. You get in this house right now. Throw it all night long. (laughs) Get off that highway. (laughs) Super Bowl on the highway. How? You take it in a narrow hallway and you yeah. chuck it off the wall as fast as you can so that it goes. Ping, ping, <laughs> ping, 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 ping. Yeah. That was uh, – and we'll get to the Super Bowl. That was actually the wow
0: factor moment that made Spud and Rich buy the Super Bowl was when the guy that invented the polymer, the, the this crazy super dense plastic polymer that became the Super Bowl. Which was an accident. Them. Yeah. Which And he showed them that he could do that. And that was what made them go, wow, we want this what about the ring do you like the frisbee ring i guess that's not really a frisbee though it's
1: yeah it's just another thing to throw what's fun about the frisbee ring is you can catch it first of all it's like even though tron well tron i think really gave the frisbee different life for children of that age yeah but the rings are really cool because you can catch them you can sort of just catch them with a whole grab you don't have to Mm -hmm. just hold onto the edge or you can try to Get your hand in the middle so that you become like a horseshoe stake. Oh, yeah. And, Can and you,
0: it, uh, what do, What does that sound like? Can you give me from throw to catch of what that might sound like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I heard the whammo in there. I heard mm. the whammo in there. Yeah, that's, well, it makes sense. That's what they call the company. Yeah.
1: I feel like we've talked a lot about the history of whammo yeah. and a lot of their products. And, and I think we've,
0: we've delved a little into the frisbee.
1: Yeah, I think we should take a break. It's a good time Mm -hmm. to take a little break. Let's come back and let's dig into the products and Mm -hmm. start finding Whammo's greatest product, the best product of all time. So we'll be right back. But until then, have a listen to this. You there. Have you considered listening to the Beef and Dairy Network, an award winning comedy show in the form of a newsletter podcast for the beef and dairy industries? Well, maybe you should. And why don't you try our most recent episode, episode 99, which features American man Paul F. Tompkins playing Queen Elizabeth II's former personal beef sommelier. I would sleep in my clothes and my uniform. It's not dissimilar to the uniform of the beef eaters, the the guards you see at the Tower of London, who are obviously misnamed. None of them eat beef. They, They exclusively eat raven meat. That's the Beef and Dairy Network. I did ask the Queen... If she would execute my brother. Find the show at MaximumFun.org. I hope there's beef in heaven. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Jarrett Hill. And I'm Trayvon Anderson. And we want to know, have you ever had mixed feelings about the things that you love? Ooh, maybe about the things that you hate? Then Fanti is the show for you. Fanti is the podcast for all those complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives. You might have conflicting feelings about Kamala Harris or mm-hmm. propaganda or mm-hmm. interracial mm-hmm. friending. Mm-hmm. That's all right, because we do, too. And we get into it every single Thursday. Catch this slay-worthy audio at MaximumFun.org. That's MaximumFun.org slash fanti. That's F-A-N-T-I. Come get all this good good. Or this great great.
0: All right. We're back and we've got some great Whammo products. Wait, wait. What?
1: Well, you said we're back. And then you, at the same time, I have to describe this because this is a video. You <laughs> held up a card like you were a game show host. You're like, we're back. <laughs> Round two. The points are doubled. <laughs> Al, you have, uh, I realized the
0: board. I caught that out of the corner of my eye on the video and I was like punctuating with the card that is yeah. in my hand.
1: <laughs> Even how you're holding it, like yeah. the it's mostly just thumb and forefinger. It yeah. feels like you're a game, like you are made to, to host a game show at some point. Well, so, so, go ahead.
0: Here's your next game show question. Mm-hmm. This is, we've got the Frisbee in 57. What was the next major craze? That was launched by the good people at WAMO. What well, is the hula hoop in fifty nine, right? No, hula hoop was fifty eight, that was it. Oh those okay. The ornithopter was fifty-nine. Oh, is that the the a bird? That is a bird who uh you would wind it up and its yeah. wings would flap. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, those yeah. are fun. Yeah. yeah you know who their ri- you
0: know who their rival was in the making of the ornithopter, by the way? Uh actual birds? Actual birds. And uh turn around and look behind you. Kenner. Oh, Uh, yeah. There's a little little bit of trivia for you. Mm. Let's talk about the hula hoop. Mm. Were you a hula hoop kid? I'm so bad bad at hula hooping. Yeah. Yeah. We I loved it as a kid. I was all about, I could keep a hula hoop going on my waist forever. And then I was like, I'm going to start doing the other stuff. I'm going to start doing the arms. I'm going to start doing the neck, which the neck version, no one, you think you look cool when you're hula hooping around your neck. I don't know if anyone does. I know I did not. I no. know I, I look like Grimace because all the muscles in my neck would bulge out and I would be <laughs> trying so hard to keep it. My tongue's sticking half out of my mouth and I'm making my ugliest concentrate
1: face. For me, it's, uh, that I'm not a good hooper. I have a ton of respect for people who are. I think it's very impressive. It's a very cool toy. The fun things I like to do with it are you throw it and like sort of snap your wrist so it rolls back to you. I think that's oh, yeah. fun. And then you have. A friend hold one up around your waist and you take the other one and rotate it and go, General Zod, you stand accused. <laughs> and then you, you can be in a Kryptonian, yeah. uh, not prison, sort of like a little holding chamber before you get sentenced yeah. to the Phantom Zone. Here's another
0: great use for the hula hoop. Mm. And as an improviser, Hal, I'm sure you've heard this phrase before. <laughs> okay. This next game's called props. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Hula hoop, sure. always a great, uh, I mean, because it is just, it's so
1: basic. It's just a big plastic ring. That's yeah. It. And then you're, you're like, Gulliver, will you marry me? And then exactly. you hold it up and like, <laughs> that's one thing. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is good for that. I think it is a really fun toy. It's also really, it's used a lot in elementary school gym classes, not, not mm-hmm. always just for the hula hooping, but like, all right, this is a zone here on the floor. This is a zone here on the floor. You have to go yeah. there, or go here, or throw the ball in there, or do whatever. So it's got a lot of uses. Yeah. I think it's cool. To me, it's not the best. I do think it's iconic and a lot of fun. I'll always sure. try to do it. But I'm never going to stuff
0: wanna... a hula hoop into my bag when I'm going to the beach. That is the other thing. It is not portable. It's not portable. And also, it's using something very – and I think this is brilliant. And I think it's the brilliance of Whammo and their marketing and also mm. the stealing of this from not only Australia but also the couple that sold them the idea. Their grand total of royalties that – come on, Spud and Rich – you know, you made a lot more money than that on this that they brought to you and you promised them royalties and you gave them a grand total of $6,000 for their hula hoop when mm-hmm. you sold 25 million of them in four months. Yep. But I think it's, aside from the marketing it, it as a toy, it was exercise equipment Australia as a toy here when Whammo did it. but It really is just, and I guess the Frisbee is kind of this too. It's just a thing that is being used as a toy. You know what I
1: mean? So many toys are so complicated. It's just a big plastic ring, right? I don't think that's fair to it though, because it is that's made. True. They put the sand in it. It's made to be a toy. It's it was it's made and it's not made and sold like the plastic hoop with thousands of uses. It's a toy. You make yeah. it go like this, and then you you can toss it or do whatever. But I, yeah. I do agree that part of the issue with it is portability, but also I don't think it's, I, I think we agree that's probably not the answer, but I want to move uh, yeah, on to something great. else that you don't travel with mm-hmm. that is meant to be stationary in one place, which is the slip and slide. So well, you before, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. I don't buy your premise, Hal. Whenever you and I travel for any of our, we got this live yeah. shows. I have, I carried in my carry on. I, I carry know, a slip but, and slide,
1: but you made a travel size one. You made it like they don't that's sell true. it that way. That's, true.
0: That's so, true. that travel size one, by the way, super painful. It is
1: not yes. very long, nor is it very wide. I mean And most to, hotels are carpeted. Prior to the slip and slide, primarily when it was the summertime and it was hot, you might have a kiddie pool. You would try mm-hmm. to go to a public pool. You know, if this is if you don't if you don't like have a bougie pool in your backyard, you would use the hose, spray every you know, spray each other with the hose, or in the inner inner city, you would just Illegally open a fire hydrant and have the water spray. Break open the Johnny pump. Yeah. So this has a way to sort of have fun and stay cool. There's an active element to it. There's a fun speed element to it, which, you Mm -hmm. know, who doesn't love when you're riding even a big wheels, you're riding your turtle as a kid. You want to go fast. Yeah, at a certain point, you're trying to pedal as fast as you can. When you're on bikes, you try to go as fast as you can. Skateboards, whatever wheeled apparatus you have. So this is an opportunity to slide and almost feel like a superhero. You can also approximate if you're good enough on your feet and be like Iceman and be like, "Oh, I'm putting the ice bridge in front of me and I'm creating my own locomotion." Yeah, and you're getting cool at the same time. Did you you did it on your? You did it standing up. You could do slip and slide on
0: your feet. You could. No, no, I would always do it. Belly. I was full belly, just yeah, yeah, full. Yeah, that's just what you have to do. oh, I love to slip and slide. Now some yeah. problems: grass
1: all over your feet. We I hate that grass everywhere because eventually, absolutely everywhere. Now they have some where like maybe there's a little pool at the end or stuff. They have one that's like bowling where you slip and slide and try to <laughs> knock over pins. Like that's fun. They have one that looks like a car wash too. It's got like little arches over it. Yeah. It's, those are also spraying you with water and gets you more wet. What you really want is like the hydroplane triple XL where there's a little pool at the end. That's where you stop. But really what you're going to do is hit the pool and then roll out into the grass. Yeah. (laughs) The other issue is if you don't clear the ground underneath, if you go, well, it looks pretty – it looks pretty flat. How many times have you slid and there's a rock? Oh, or a pine cone. That was a Tennessee problem. There's a pine cone under there. Yes. There's something under there that shouldn't be there because people aren't – it's not like a baseball crew where they're leveling the ground and lay it out, lay out a tarp. Like this is, uh, they're just three, you throw it down, you attach the hose, it goes, all right, like, all right, kids, do this for a couple hours Yeah. while I read my Louis L'Amour novel on the patio. <laughs> that See, that's why, that's the problem is you're doing it outside.
0: That's when you run into pine cones and rocks. Just do it in the living room. Hardwood floor, <laughs> no pine cones, no rocks. It's great. What is this, real genius? Yeah, exactly. Hang on, I'm going to skateboard into the kitchen and then take the fireman's pole down to the garage where my trampoline is. Yeah, you just just put the slip and slide inside like every 80s frat house. (laughs) (laughs) Look, if I'm in an 80s frat house, I'm putting the slip and slide on the stairs.
1: Is there anything that says we are party animals that don't play by the rules like a working slip and slide on the (laughs) stairs of your home? Like that's a maverick.
0: Yeah. Um maybe jumping off of the roof into the pool with the alligator float.
1: Sure. And the water wings on. And the water wings, sure. Yeah. And the nose clip. Yeah. And the nose clip and the goggles, sure. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh I look, I I love a slip and slide. It feels like it feels like the uh the one to beat right now though is the frisbee. I would agree with that. And I don't know that
1: the slip and slide beats the frisbee. I don't think it does. I think yeah. there are more stuff. I like a splash pad. Like yeah. the giggle and splash ladybug sprinkle and splash playmat where you're hanging out and there are <laughs> you know, there's water cascading everywhere. You can do a little of the slip and slide, but also like if you just want to like have a sit, cause sometimes kids just want to sit for a second. Sure. Thank I you. saw wells for boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just sit there and, and I think it's not everything else is for you. This is for him. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to sit and it's nice to have like the water going on you. That's kind of what I like to kiddie pool is like you could play with your toys and stuff. But also if you just wanted to like relax with just your head sort of leaning against the side, mm-hmm. you could do that. And that was cool. Yeah. And there's so many other things. The rainbow arch stuff you run through where you can slide on the grass, I guess. There are a million wonderful varieties
0: of the yeah. slide. That's what like that is a fun thing that it has going for it that the Frisbee does not have. Even though there are varieties of Frisbees, the varieties of Slip and Slide sound like they were
1: created by Willy Wonka. Just bonkers. Yes. Oh, there's a whole water park. I mean, it's a whole thing. They really figured out how to improve on what they had originally. Because originally, it's just the plastic. You go A to B. Maybe the archway, I think, was introduced in our lifetime. Or the thing with the strips underneath it, so you like the plastic strips or something. Yeah, the car
0: wash version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I never. I didn't take a shower between eight and eleven. That's what I did. My mom would just be like, "Go slip and slide. You got to get ready for school." Sure, 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 sure. And then go inside and wash the grass off of everything. Well, that one, that the slip and slide is not going to defeat the frisbee so far. There are some other things on here. Can I point out just a couple? As a little palate cleanser of other products that are definitely not going to beat the Frisbee. Sure. How about Super elastic bubble plastic. That is all one word. Super elastic bubble plastic is you would blow through a tube to make this uh sort of crazy plastic polymer with multiple colors inside it. You, you could blow up great big balls. The problem with it was it was way better if you were exhaling to create the bubble because if you accidentally inhaled, you were sucking in crazy amounts of toxic fumes. That one mm-hmm. is not going to win. They also Poor made man. another, speaking of toxic polymers, their version of just a goo that you play with was called Super Stuff. It was a combination of Silly Putty, Play-Doh, Flubber, Gak, all of those rolled into one, did not necessarily take off. There was the Flexil, the Flexil, which was a flexible pencil. <laughs> there was the Super Sneaky Squirting Stick. Which was an old man looking like uh oh. like gentleman's cane
1: with a gorilla head on it, and the gorilla squirted that sounds like uh something that somebody else would tell you that you would then repeat to the police, like <laughs> yep, that's what they called it, yeah, super secret squirting stick
0: you're sure you're sure he you said a super sneaky squirting stick right that's that's what you're that's where you're going with in court, yep, all right, all right, sir. Yes, could Your you Honor. describe the perpetrator and actually could you describe what the super sneaky squirting stick sounded like? You'd hear like a, and then we go, Where am I? Ah, uh, I know who the culprit is. I'm going to El Monte. Damn it, they turned it into a sriracha factory.
1: <laughs> and now the sriracha factory's turned into a spirit Halloween store.
0: <laughs> Dude, have you seen the sriracha shortage that's happening right now? No, it's horrifying. There's, there's, i'm not been... keyed
1: into sriracha really like i like, sriracha like okay guy? but i like a cholula hot sauce rather than the sriracha
0: i like the density of a sriracha because when i mm. put it on my morning uh like breakfast wrap it doesn't yeah. uh, squirt out the bottom there's a short what is the shortage of the bottles with the green nipples the shortage was the peppers in mexico that they get <gasps> there was a bad crop this year so there's oh. been no sriracha so like but like all these other companies are stepping up right now like I got this Indonesian version of sriracha that was like, Mm -hmm. hey, Mexico didn't have the peppers, but Indonesia did this year. Here, try this. And it's actually really good. But I missed the big red rooster
1: bottle. Anyway. It'll be back. Hey, you know what? Do you remember when we had Justin and Sydney on and they had Justin had the road podcaster pro and he could do like sound drops live? Oh, yeah. I feel like we talk about things being toxic enough that I need to get one at some point. Maybe the people of the world Maybe some, if we have a real, if there's like a real rich uncle penny bags, I'll put it on my Amazon wish list and I'll share it <laughs> and you can buy it for us. And then I'll have it loaded in. So Ken doesn't have to do it later. I'll have it in just, uh, when we mention it, I'll just go poison, like from Bellevue DeVoe. <laughs> poison. Poison. Poison.
0: Now those are some of the terrible products that mm-hmm. Whammo came out with. We're not talking about terrible products. We're talking about awesome products we just left the slip and slide in 61, and the next place we are headed is 1964 and the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. We talked a little about it. It's that super dense plastic. Do you know the Super Bowl's biggest cultural claim to fame? Uh, think about the timing. 1964, it was invented in 1964. So think about Beatles. the amount of time it would take to gain popularity. The and Beatles really become them? a big thing. What was launched by the NFL in 1966? The Super Bowl. That's right. And the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, for the Super Bowl. It got its name from the super popular Super Bowl. Oh. That is how they wound up naming the Super Bowl was mm-hmm. uh, because of the popularity of the Super Bowl. Well done. Uh, well yeah. done. Made of Zectron, That's the name of the stuff. So good. I love it. It's great. Ball. It's a big bouncy. It's a bouncy rubber ball. It's an incredibly bouncy rubber ball.
1: I don't think it's the best bouncy rubber ball there is. What do you think is the best bouncy rubber ball there is? The pinky ball. Oh, I like a pinky ball. Cause the ball. pinky ball bounces. It's got a good yeah. bounce to it. So you can do some of the stuff. It's not, you know, it doesn't have the Zectron. So it's not as bouncy, but yeah. also you can't swallow it. Fair enough that I ever have, but they're like small. Like your dog could get it or your cat. Like it, it's, it could be dangerous for animals. Or if you're a kid and you just chew on things a lot and maybe you chewed one in half one time. And it was not cool. didn't taste good. And then you had to spit it all out. And you're like, oh, now I don't have a Super ball." But the pinky ball is great because it's a little bit bigger so you can play catch with it. You can play catch Mm -hmm. with a glove or you can play catch because it's soft enough with your hands. It's how you play step ball. It's the perfect ball for stick ball. It's the perfect ball just for park baseball in general for kids. If you want to, like, have a home run derby, Mm -hmm. that pinky ball will fly. Oh, yeah. But I think it's just that was a much more consequential rubber bouncing ball in my life yeah than the Super Bowl was super balls are always neat but like you play with them for a little while and then you're done. The pinky ball is like you play with that for hours. If you if there's you and another kid, that is all you need and you can play a ton of different games. I think the size difference helped. Yeah the the, the pinky
0: ball the pinky ball was a little bit more sports uh able -able. sportsable I wanna go back to something you said a couple of minutes ago Hmm. about biting a super ball in half. Yep. I have four words for you, Hal Lublin. Go ahead. I also did that. Right? <laughs> just to see, just to see. It's yeah. It gets the size of a big jawbreaker. And it's very, it feels- it's very, it's got a good mouth feel. The Bowl had a good squishy. mouth feel. Yeah. So you
1: just and it and it makes it makes this noise. I'm not going to do that. It, it, actually, this is actually what I would hear like like <laughs> as yeah. you're chewing on it. Yeah. I Wait don't a know. minute. That couldn't have been. It.
0: That couldn't have been what it actually sounded like, though.
1: Well, if you zoom it in and you Uh slow
0: it down, it goes, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And now this next one, we're going to jump ahead to 1964 or we're going to jump ahead from 1964 to 1971. That is, of course, uh, another product that we talked about very recently on this show on our beach episode. Another great beach product from the fine people at Whammo, and that is the Boogie Board. Released by WAMO in 1971 with Tom Moray. Morey, how do you say his name? Moray, Morey Boogie Board. Smith. Yeah, there you go. Um, boogie boards are great. We talked about them last, uh, in the last episode. I love a boogie board. I love what you can do with a boogie board. Mm-hmm. I don't think of a boogie
1: board as a WAMO product. No, they were smart enough. I think boogie board existed and WAMO bought them. I don't think they did. They didn't uh, develop it. I, th- I, th- I would guess that like everything else, they acquired it yeah they,
0: they, every all they of the very smart he
1: came to them with they were very smart in that generally they didn't license toys from anyone they would just buy them outright yeah they got it right a lot more than they got it wrong yeah and they've also like if you look at their catalog now i love that the whammo the whammo logo has remained somewhat unchanged i mean it, mm-hmm. the whole website looks like it was made in 1998 and then left in 1998 except yeah. for the shopping area that that part is fine oh sure Update they have, that, like, their, leave the rest. Geo-Cities. Yeah, they don't sell throwing knives and crossbows anymore, but they do sell like the Nerf version of like mm-hmm. of a slingshot or a bow and arrow. So yeah. they're they're sort of in that space as well. But you can't top Nerf and no. all of the Nerf like end strike stuff. Like, yeah, there's just as far no as as far notes, as but they have uh, it too. If you're getting a slip and slide, why don't you get one of those too? Get that for the kids. You get it all in one spot. It, it yeah, doesn't it makes put sense? What, put
0: a slip and slide on your Amazon wish list too. Okay. Great. You know, it's funny you mention people coming to Wamo with an idea for a product mm-hmm. and then WAMO either saying yes or no. I'm going to tell you a little story, Hal. Please I'm going to tell you a story that happened in 1972. Okay. A couple of fellas named Fish and Cox. I don't know why the names what are is happening.
1: Well, I don't know. <laughs> if you have an odd name or you, do you just like accidentally or on purpose invent toys? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fish and Cox went to Rich and Spud. So uh these two guys, Fish and Cox, you know, were inventors. And they were trying to invent an instant cast. If you break a bone, an instant uh. cast. But what they came up with was something very different than an instant cast. Mm-hmm. And they thought the thing that they came up with would make a good toy. So they set up a meeting in 1972 mm-hmm. with the good people at wham They weren't going straight yeah. to Rich and Spud. They were going to, you know, a middle manager, some a gatekeeper for Rich and Spud. They were they had sure. their meeting.
1: That guy's yeah. name is Crankshaft Wilson. Go ahead. <laughs> sure. Uh, but weirdly, the
0: Wilson is the part that's in quotes. Uh huh. Um, Crankshaft was his birth name. <laughs> Fish and Cox open up their briefcase and proceed to demonstrate their product for uh-huh. Crankshaft Wilson, and sprayed silly string all over Crankshaft Wilson's office. Mm -hmm. an infuriated Crankshaft Wilson cleaned up all of this stuff. He said, get out. I never want to see you again. Kicks Fish and Cox out, cleans up his whole office, misses a spot. Spud and Rich come in. They see hanging from the lampshade a piece of silly string. Ask, what's that? And Crankshaft Wilson tells them the whole story of what happened with this stuff. Immediately, Spud and Rich order 24 bottles of Silly String, two cases be brought to them. They test it out, they check it out, and immediately after, or shortly thereafter, they release Silly String onto the world in
1: 1972. Are you a Silly String fan? Um, I, I, I don't hate silly string. Here's the thing. Silly string is fun for thirty seconds and it's only fun for one person if another person's getting sprayed with it. <laughs> well, you have to have two cans. Each person has to have a can. Oh, that's right. Yes, you can have a silly string. Then then two people are having fun and two
0: people are not having fun. At the yeah. Same, time. same two people. Yeah. That's why Ridgewood, New Jersey has banned Silly String outright, and the city of Los Angeles has it banned from October thirty first through November first. Oh because that's mischief night and and and, uh, it's just a mess. and yeah. Halloween Same. that's when exactly. people are pranking. Uh originally it was called Squidly by the way and Terrible name. That is no longer a Whammo product so I don't know if it counts because in 1997 another company bought it. Little Trees. Yes, those little pine trees that you hang from your car rearview mirror. That is the only two products they have are Little Trees and Silly String. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's not, it's there's no way it wins. No, but Silly String did have a cool use in Iraq in 2006. Uh, Marines used to spray it into rooms to search for tripwires because it was light enough smart. that it wouldn't set them off. Yeah, Very smart. There's also the, uh, I don't know what year this was, but the trackball, which was basically, you've seen trackball. It's like the curved high ally,
1: but plastic wiffle version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another beach yeah. staple. Another classic beach staple. And fun. Yeah. Again, that's Supertron. Yeah, I know it's high, alive, as a sport, but that's all I think of is them doing the the sport where they where they toss the energy at each other. Yeah, you have to try to catch it, or the rings disappear. And they turned it into the discs of Tron, which is a very fun game. We've talked about that before. It's like if I could have any cabinet game, that would be mm-hmm. the one I would want. The original, where you can't quite sit or stand, it puts you in a weird position, but it's so much fun to play. Uh, but that should be them tossing the high live all around because it bounces, and they're supposed to catch it. And but I don't think they could do that. I, think, I don't think they could have the graphic integrity they did at that time and make the game that complex. Yeah. And that's not winning. No, that's not winning. One more that I saw that mm-hmm. was, that was kind
0: of cool was the wheelie bar, less of a toy, uh, which kind of a, another great idea. It's just an attachment for the back of your bicycle. So when you pop a wheelie, your bike is no longer a bicycle. You pop a wheelie. It is now a tricycle with your one big back wheel and two tiny wheels that are also connected to your back, like almost like training wheels. Yeah. Another cool thing they came up with, but this is, I, I, this kind of feels like a no brainer mm-hmm. because nothing has knocked the frisbee off the top of this mountain. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love all of these things. These are all yeah. such fun. These guys are so fun. The, the idea behind problems aside as far as, uh, you know, royalty payments to the hula hoop and famously the hula hoop crashing after a year because every other company went, oh, uh, this is a Happy Hoop. This is a Helena Hoop. This is Hank the Hoop. And we're selling it for half the price.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I uh I think it's worth... You know what? I'm going to roll it into the people of the world. We can do that now, can't we? Sure. I think we can do the people of the yeah. world now. People of the world, how could a Whammo product be better? At, how could there be any Whammo product better than the one that was born out of pie? There's just no... <laughs> pillar dessert, (laughs) then you're done with the dessert, and then you're hucking the tin all over the place, and then that becomes the flying saucer, becomes the Pluto platter, and it becomes the modern frisbee, which has gone through so many iterations. There's so many different kinds for different purposes, whether you are a novice who just wants to throw it around, or whether you want to use it for an intense physical sport, or just have one that you know is going to go a long way with those rings. They're really, really fun, too. But that is really whammo- Taking something that existed and helping blow it up and turn it into a cultural phenomenon. They are a fantastic marketing company more than anything else. And it's fun to look around their site. Like, I encourage you to go to their site. It's fun to read some of the fun facts and the history of the company. But it's also cool to see all the different products that they sell. Just because, go to the slip and slide page. Yeah, you start looking around. And you go like, you're talking about a slip and slide. and I'm like, well. If Mark came over and we got the hose out of my patio, I don't know if it stretches far enough, but there is there is some (laughs) grass by the pool (laughs) that would work. And I wonder if the name, I wonder if the HOA would get mad. Put long hose on your Amazon thing, common area. Doing, yeah. Look, the the roadcasters go, the road podcasters or whatever it is. That thing's going on there. It's going on there, and I will share it with everybody. And it will never get it, but. You know, just the fact that it's out there, a possibility is fun. But uh, the, the greatest whammo product of all time is the one that really, truly, uh, uh, put them on the map even more than the. Well, I guess the hula who put them on the map first, didn't it? Didn't they? No, the frisbee was first. It was the frisbee first. Okay, good. Yeah. Frisbee, frisbee uh, first. yeah, that really helped put them on the map. It's the frisbee asked and answered. Hey, if you want a good, fun, fictionalized account of the creation of both the frisbee, and The Hula Hoop. You can watch one of Ken's favorite films, The Hudsucker Proxy, which is a really fun Coen Brothers film. Paul Newman is in it. Charles Durning is in it. Tim Robbins. Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, it's a really fun, stylized uh, Coen Brothers film that has a lot it. of fun with those toys and how they were created. Definitely worth watching. Yeah. But, yeah, that's it. Asked and answered. Frisbee. The Frisbee is the winner. I encourage
0: everyone, grab a Frisbee, go to a park, go to a beach, go to a, a office building, whatever. You can yeah. throw a Frisbee anywhere. Go to that uh, frat house. Avoid the stairs where the slip and slide is. Uh I would love to go to a frat house that was just entirely whammo products.
1: Do you think if you're in a house like that and the slip and slide is on the stairs, the, only, the best way to get upstairs is to try to climb the fire pole? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's I
0: too bad that they greased the fire pole, though, for that one dare. It's like Philly. You got to oh, grease the gosh. poles. We'll climb on them. Did you see that at the SAG strike when someone yes. put up on Philadelphia Day? i was
1: so mad I couldn't be there that day. Oh, gritty they was there. The, they had the, uh, wait, gritty went? I mean, somebody was dressed as gritty. I don't think it was the real gritty. It, was, it wasn't, didn't have this girth, but there oh, was a right. gritty there. I love it. The, I saw the figure eight pretzels were there. Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's cause Adam Shapiro, Adam, yeah. Shappy's pretzels. He's been showing, he did that, uh, he's been the, going day a lot. That, the, the day I was able to go over to to Warner Brothers with y'all. I mean, he's the That's SAG. right sag actor who started a pretzel company it's here in la chappie's pretzels really good also west coast pretzels which is not at the strike it hasn't been at the strike lines but it's also there are two phenomenal philadelphia soft pretzel uh companies in southern california which is really cool one of them has a flo- like chappie's is like floating different farmers mm-hmm. markets and then west coast pretzels is right around the corner from you mark in one right. location yeah well come on over let's get some pretzels
0: and to <laughs> everyone out there this topic is closed but
1: there are many more topics to discuss email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our facebook group that's where it's all going down facebook.com slash group slash we got this podcast share your favorite whammo toys tell us about all the super balls you chewed on and split in half when you were a kid thank you to producer ken plume he runs he runs our big Hudsucker company You can support him at patreon.com slash Ken Thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians,
0: Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you the people of the world, for indulging us talking about some really fun, silly, great products that we would love to play with, with all of you. I want to see a great big field with all of the people of the world. I want to see some Frisbees happening over to my right, over to my left down here. I see a whole lineup of people of the world sliding down that crazy slip and slide that's got all of the car wash attachments. And Hal and I will be flying down a hill in the middle of the night on roller racers. And uh that just leaves me to say, thank you, thank you, thank you. for What's the other guy's name? Spud Melon. Yeah. For Spud Melon, I'm Hal. Nope.
1: <laughs> for Spud Melon, I'm Rich NER. And for Rich NER, I'm Spud Melon. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We
0: got this. Wham-o! Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.